everybody. This is Kim. This is Kathleen. And we are the K&K Twins. We're here to have some uncomfortable conversations, conversations with the K&K Twins. So it's been a while since we recorded. Um, you know we always struggle with our technical difficulties, which apparently we're struggling with right now because the camera's moving. Uh -huh. um, Sorry. <laughs> now we're really crooked. Sorry. Should we start over? No. Okay. This is, this is us. This is us. It's true. So last time we were together, um, Kathleen was getting ready to go visit family and was preparing to have some uncomfortable conversations. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it would be great for us to kind of revisit that and have some conversations about those conversations and how she felt and how they looked. So this is going to be a really kind of a different podcast for us, um, but we're hoping that we learn a lot through it and then, of course, get to bring you along for the ride and you guys can learn a lot. So Kathleen has traveled she's been all around the world she celebrated <laughs> a birthday since the last time we've been yes. together and you needed to have some uncomfortable conversations with some very specific people I did people. I did it was uh, yeah we had decided uh, Kim and I had talked about this and I had decided that before we really published these podcasts that we wanted to have some conversations with our families out of respect to kind of prepare them you know for what was coming so the two people I wanted to talk to the most were my sister and my daughter, um, and just kind of my family in general to kind of prepare them for some of the content and some of the things I've been talking about. And I was very concerned. I was I was nervous about yeah, talking to my sister. I was about to, to ask you, sister. how did you feel yeah. before having the conversation? I was nervous about talking to my sister, and I was trying to find the right time, and I, I just wasn't sure how to bring it up. Um, and what actually ended up happening... Before oh, you go, go to what ends up happening, why were you nervous? I wasn't sure how she was going to respond. In my mind, I pictured that she would be, um, I didn't know how receptive she would be. She was closer to my mom than me and some of my issues were with my mom. And so I didn't know if she would be protective of that or if she would be angry because I was, you know, speaking my truth about my experience in our family. Um, and so I was concerned that it wouldn't go well necessarily okay there might be some defensiveness or some anger mm -hmm. those are challenges we have as families okay so you were nervous you but you knew you needed to have these conversations other than other than wanting to promote these why did you need to have these conversations with her and, and with your daughter and other people I think that's part of my healing journey I think you know going through the healing process there are times when you need to be honest and and talk about your truth and your experiences and sometimes you need to make amends and sometimes you just need to be honest and say hey this this hurt me this impacted my life in a, in a negative way um, and and understanding that other people may not understand mm -hmm. how this impacted me and so my behavior and how things triggered me and how I acted out with that where that came from uh, maybe not understanding that it wasn't just typical teenage angst, that this mm -hmm. was really some other yeah. deep, deeper wounds at play. Definitely. Um, those kinds of things, yeah. Okay. So how did you start the conversation? Well, it was interesting because what happened was, I actually, we were at a family lunch. We all got together and had um, a meal um, at my brother and sister-in-law's. And I was talking, I don't even know how it came up, 
But we were talking about YouTube, I think. And I said, oh, you know, we have a YouTube channel. You know, we do a podcast. And everyone wanted to know what, what was that about, <laughs> you know. And so I just kind of started explaining it just in general terms to some of the family. So I kind of broke the ice there a little bit. And one of my, um, I, I feel like one of the members of my family, a younger, the next generation in my family, uh, also had a similar experience as I did mm -hmm. in our family of origin um, growing up with one of my siblings. And so I wanted to chat with him a little bit to get his you know, perspective on and how he was feeling about some things. And so when we got together again over you know, at my sister's house and a lot of folks were there, um, we talked again about the podcast and I shared it. I said, I'm gonna send you this link because um, um, he's dating uh, a young lady who kind of, I think, um, has some of the same issues. And so I just kind of wanted to share that with him. So I was kind of breaking the ice a little bit. I was kind of bringing it up and talking about it, but I didn't talk about it directly with my sister. I just kind of talked about it generally to everybody that was there. Mm. And so, and I shared the um, link. Um, so then, um, anyway, so when it came to finally talking to my sister, I said, you know, you heard me talking the other night about the, great about the podcast. Yeah. And, and I just want to kind of talk to you a little bit about that because I am going to, we're going to push these podcasts out for folks to listen to. And I just want you to understand where I'm coming from and mm -hmm. what my truth is and what my journey has been. And it was so, it really ended up being so wonderful, so healing with my sister. Um, it just went so much better than I imagined. She was really open and receptive. But what was really so special was that when you're a child, you see your own experiences, you don't really pay attention to what is happening mm -hmm. with someone else. So, I mean, I was very aware that my sister was my mom's favorite. That was very, very apparent. But my sister wasn't necessarily aware of that. Like, you thought everybody knew right? that. that like, even she knew it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, we just assumed, like, when you're in the middle of it, you just feel like this is normal. This is the norm, and everyone gets treated like this, and you don't recognize you know your privilege i guess yeah. when you have it right yeah. it's that's, like you know that's right? a really good analogy so exactly yeah. that's yeah and so you don't necessarily see what someone else might be going through so it's easier to kind of poo poo that but what i learned was my sister we were raised by the same parents and even though her experience was a little bit different than mine she still had she was still raised in a household with dysfunctional parents and so mm -hmm. there was an impact to her that i didn't realize mm -hmm. she still had some of the same things that i went through and so it was very enlightening to to hear that from her and to see what her perspective was in that and some of the pain it caused her she was just more introverted and she hid it better mm -hmm. than i did you know and I hope this is okay for me to say, but I, one of the things you've shared is you, in the past, before having this conversation with her, felt like her relationships with people and her family were better because she had a better experience in her childhood. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. from what I understand, she had those same hang-ups and those same um, maybe codependent patterns that you had, have, had, whatever, but because of relearning, mm -hmm. she didn't act it out. So you thought, oh, well, it was because she was raised better right. or loved better mm -hmm. that she didn't she carry those. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she didn't have some of the same wounds I had. Mm. Finally having this conversation, I realized that she did indeed have some of these same wounds. Now she was blessed in that she was 
she ended up marrying a, a health, more emotionally healthy man. And so he kind of helped her relearn some of those mm -hmm. things. He came from a healthier household, family of origin, um, where I went the other way and, you know, married a more dysfunctional person from a very dysfunctional family. So I always thought she had the perfect life with the perfect kids, a perfect marriage, all of those things. I didn't realize some of the struggles that she went through yes. earlier on. And so, you know, you never know someone's life. Mm -hmm. Looking in, you think they've got this, that, or the other, yeah. and they don't necessarily. So anyway, that was very enlightening Such to me. I'm sorry. I just want, I feel like you're not in the picture as I'm much. So there the you picture. are. Okay, I'm there you here. are. Um, so how did the conversation end? Do you remember that? I don't. I really don't remember how it ended. I just felt like we both felt lighter. I, I felt like we both felt, felt more connected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we understood each other better in a mm -hmm. way that we haven't before. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like, I truly feel like it brought us closer. I feel a lot closer to her. And how have things, her. it's probably been, what, two or three weeks since you mm -hmm. had that conversation mm -hmm. with her now? Yeah. So how have things changed even in the last two or three weeks? Just, just you know, her. I seem to have more of a desire to, you know, share my life with her and call her and talk with her and be communicative with her and in ways that we haven't in the past. I mean, we, you know, we, we communicate, but I never shared like some of the, just the little things going on in my life. I, I had moved away from home. I was the only one that left home, right? I moved away, moved out of state, went, you know, far away and never actually went back. And so I don't have the same connection with the larger family in the area. They're all in the same area, the nieces and the nephews and the grand nieces and nephews and whatnot. And, you know, so um, I had left. So now I feel like it, lately it's just seemed like a family is so much more important to me and that mm -hmm. I want to reestablish some of those connections. So, oh, good. So that was that was good revelation, and yeah, yeah. that I, I feel like that was a great way to start having those conversations mm -hmm. because you had such a positive. Because I'm sure not all of the conversations right. we are going to have when we have these uncomfortable mm -hmm. conversations are going to be positive. Right. So I'm glad the first one was. Yeah. Okay. That was good. So I was prepared for it not to be. Yeah. You. Uh, yeah. You I know. Think, yeah. I was, and so you, you know, didn't think she was going to hear you. Right. Is that, is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought there was going to be defensiveness or anger or whatever. And I think that we both were, we're both much more mature than we were when we were younger and tried to, you know, address yeah. some of this stuff. But I think too that, I don't know. I, I just think we were both in a better, in a different place now mm. in our lives and we were able to hear mm -hmm. each other mm -hmm. more, you know? So I think that was better, but do be prepared that when we're having these conversations, I was prepared for anything. When I talked to right. whoever I talked to, if they're not receptive, that's not necessarily on me. Right. I'm going to speak what I need to say and do what I feel like I need to do. Mm -hmm. And how they receive that information or respond to me is up to them. Mm -hmm. And that I will not take that to heart. I will, you know, understand that that's their journey. And so I will only expect responsibility for mine. And that's part of the struggle we have as codependents because we gauge our feelings, our value, our worthiness based on how mm -hmm. other people respond to us. So if they don't respond positively, we automatically internalize that and think that's us. So you really had to kind of go into it with that healthy thinking and mm -hmm. healthy perspective that I'm going to say what I know needs to be said because this is what healthy people do. Mm -hmm. And how she responds is however she responds. Right. Um, I'm only responsible for me. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. Yay. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. So what about you? Did you have another? I know you had two more conversations. Is that, is that right? Um, or no, just one. Just more? The one. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So do you want to talk about that one? Yeah. So I did talk to my daughter and I need, I felt like this was one where I felt like I need to do some amends, realizing and understanding my parenting style from a code, uh, codependent perspective now. So it was just kind of the tip of the iceberg with us. I think there's a lot more that we need to explore, but the initial point for this first conversation, before you go into that, Mm -hmm. let's talk about how you felt about having that conversation before you started, because we, you and I have been talking about this for months, right? If not a year or more, knowing you needed to have this conversation, thinking about what you wanted to say Mm -hmm. and making sure you communicated from your heart, Mm -hmm. knowing you felt like you had a lot to apologize for. Mm -hmm. So going into a conversation that's, um, it feels really heavy. Mm -hmm. How did it feel for you as you were like getting ready to have that conversation with your daughter? (sighs) Yeah, this was a tough one. Um, Yeah, it was, it was, I was nervous, but in a different way Okay. for different reasons. Right. And I think part of my fear as a parent is that, you know, there was always the possibility that your child can just blast you and say, yes, mm-hmm. you've ruined my life. You're, you are a horrible parent, you know, and that might happen, you know, so, um, so I wasn't quite sure. I wanted to make sure that I was emotionally ready to hear that so that mm-hmm. I didn't respond back or be. If she shared, yes, you you know, this really hurt me, this damaged me, mm-hmm. that I wasn't saying, well, you know, and trying to defend and justify right. and getting upset. I wanted to make sure I was receptive and I was just going to listen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and hear her heart, hear yeah. her feedback, and just let her talk and tell me how it felt without responding. So, and I did some of that. Uh, so I, I raised the first issue because there's so many. Um, one of the things I really felt convicted about was my controlling. I was such a controlling parent, uh, wanting to make sure everything was right and good and all of those things. And some of my motives, motivations for that, I would tell myself, you know, was to, was to help her and train her and teach her how to be a good and responsible person and blah, blah, blah. Um, but a lot of it was control and some of it is, and this is hard parents, but you need to hear this. Sometimes we are so concerned with how our child's behavior reflects on us Mm -hmm. and that somehow it'll make us appear to be bad parents that if our kids are bad we're bad Mm -hmm. if our kids misbehave it's because we are bad parents exactly Mm -hmm. so it becomes about us rather Mm -hmm. than really what is best for your child and how you develop that relationship Mm -hmm. keeping in mind too that my parents particularly my my father was a punisher discipline was about punishment it wasn't necessarily about teaching and modifying behavior. Right. It wasn't okay. about correction. No, it wasn't punishment. about correction okay. or teaching. It was about, you know, discipline. Mm-hmm. So that was my parenting style as well. Mm. So one of the first things I, I, I owned to her is I said, you know, honey, I need to apologize because I feel like I was very much a controlling parent. I was way too controlling with you. And I tried to, you know, I was too rigid, too controlling with everything going on in your life. And so she did say, she said, yeah, she said, you know, that really, um, it led me to rebel more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which we now know. That's right? what happens. Exactly. <laughs> and also then you lie, they lie. She said, you know, I couldn't tell you certain things. Um, mm-hmm. Even when I wanted to come to you for help, I didn't know how you would respond because mm-hmm. I would tend to take over and try and fix everything. Right. Rather than trying to help her walk through it, right. I would tell her, this is what, you know, we need to do this. I'm going to call this person. I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to fix this right now. I didn't allow her the dignity of 
verbally processing her issue mm -hmm. and asking her, how do you think you should handle this? What is it you think you're going to do? You know, what's the solution here? And helping her come to her own solution. Mm -hmm. And maybe if it's not the one we would choose, let her let do it do anyway, it. because she will learn from that rather right. than me trying to force a fix on her. Right. So she was able to say yes. You know, it, absolutely, I was too controlling, which led her not to be honest sometimes, um, to hide things um, and sneak around to how a certain extent. How do you feel like, how, did, how do you think she felt when you apologized? Do you feel, was she more like it's about time? Was there like, oh, peace, like finally? What, were there walls up? What was her initial response when you started apologizing? I think when I first started talking, there were some walls up because I don't know that she trusted that it, it was really safe, that I really meant this, that I wasn't going to yeah. come, you know, come back at her. And at one point, I did have a rebuttal, um, and then I corrected. Um, so, but I said, yeah, you know what, you're right, and I could see where that would happen, and that's legitimate, and you know, I validated her feelings because they are just her feelings, and she's entitled to those. And so we talked about some of that, and I feel like kind of in the end, she ha she felt more release about it, more Good. more peaceful okay, about it, that she too. was accepting that. Now, one of the things she did tend to do is say, oh, that's okay, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's not okay. Codependents tend to do that because mm -hmm. they try to make everyone else feel okay. Right. So I had to say, you know what? Mm. That is not necessarily what I'm looking for. You, you don't have to make it okay for me. Mm -hmm. I did. I made some mistakes as a parent. I'm owning those and I'm apologizing mm -hmm. for those. You can accept those however you want, but it's not okay. Yeah. And so you had this conversation. Mm -hmm. While you were having the conversation, did you feel like you said the one time you kind of, you know, were mm -hmm. defending yourself? Mm -hmm. Did you feel like you were able to kind of maintain your healthy pattern of thinking? versus your, um, our codependent way where we try to defend ourselves. Mm -hmm. And um, did you feel like you were able to kind of have a healthy conversation with her? And have you ever had a conversation with her that was as healthy as this one? Yeah, this was, I feel like this was a good, healthy conversation. And most of it really was me just owning stuff and apologizing, really, and her acknowledging. And um, I did at one point say, how did that make you feel? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, when I did mm -hmm. that, how did that make you feel? Uh, and she was able to share with me those things, which I think was good. But again, this is just a starting point. Mm. You know, this was just an initial conversation. I think over time, as people in your life that you're trying to address things with, as they begin to realize that you, you're serious, that you're consistent in this, that this is really mm -hmm. not just a one-time thing or just a quick, you know, I'm going through a phase. Right. I really mean this, and I really want to change, and I really want to restore mm -hmm. our relationship to the best that it can be. I think that will begin to, to introduce even more healing moments and mm -hmm. even more honesty and, and, and um, authenticity into and, our And that makes sense because... It wasn't just one conversation mm -hmm. that caused us this pain and mm -hmm. caused us to be have these codependent patterns. It was many conversations over many years yes. and many behaviors mm -hmm. over many years. So I feel like it's going to take many conversations, mm -hmm. depending on how deep the wounds are. Right. Um, many conversations and, and many um, patterns.
patterns of behavior that they need to see changed. Mm -hmm. They need to see, you know, we've been working on this for a few right. years and, and it's never been like a straight, like we are just yeah. doing great. <laughs> this um, is not a linear progression. Not at all. Um, <laughs> this is an up and it's down. It's down, up and, and down. down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We don't do it perfectly. <laughs> no one's going to do it perfectly right out of the chute. No. But we can look at our growth. Mm -hmm. And I think that's mm -hmm. part of the value of doing it as a community uh -huh. is because other people can point out to you yeah. and go, look what you did. Like, let's think about this. Two years ago, uh -huh. would you have ever had that conversation with your daughter? No. Would you have ever Probably felt not. like, you know what, I should have really apologized to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have been like, um, Preparing she her. got what she, yeah. you know, yeah. she had a great life. Yeah, yeah. She had every meal. She, you know. Right. Um, so they need to see this progression because it is a progression. Mm -hmm. And even though we've been doing a lot of hard work and it's been really mm -hmm. um, painful for us sometimes and s even more than the pain, it's been rewarding. Mm -hmm. They're not around us every day. Right? They don't always see that change now. We feel our change. Yes. You know, and it was, it was, it's long, it was a long, hard road. Mm -hmm. We're not there yet, mm -hmm. but I feel like the person I am today is very, very different than the person I was two years ago Absolutely. when we started this journey. Mm -hmm. So I agree. I never would have been able to really express that or even think that, that, you know, I was too controlling as a parent. Oh, I would have you never know? said I was controlling. Helicopter parent, enabling. Ah, oh, what an enabler. You know, and what's interesting now is that Kim and I, like I have some other friends that I'm so excited about the podcast and, um, you know, doing this book study and whatnot. And so I, you know, I talk to people because I have friends who are clearly very codependent, but not everybody's ready for this. Yeah. You can't make someone do this. So we had this, we had a book, um, a book club uh, a couple of different times mm -hmm. and people would start and they just would drop out. They just mm -hmm. wouldn't stick with it. I and mean, mm -hmm. we had one woman that actually said, this is too hard. This is mm -hmm. too painful. This is too emotional. I can't handle this. Mm -hmm. Okay, that That's is okay. fair and legitimate. Mm -hmm. When you're ready to deal with it, it's still there. Yeah. So we'll continue to have you know, these um, book studies with mm -hmm. people who are willing, you know, who are wanting to do that. But you have to really be committed to this yeah. process. We found that, like, we were so oh, ready. Yeah. Like, we were ready even to when change. It, even when it's rough. We, and and yeah. that's what's great about, again, doing it as a community because mm -hmm. when you want to back out and not mm -hmm. follow through and not do your mm -hmm. homework and not, yeah. if there's somebody else going, okay, come on, okay, we're all right. We're going to do this. Seven o'clock. We got to do this. <laughs> we got to get going. Um, and so I think that's the, having that accountability yeah. is really, really important yeah. to your, to your growth. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, you, you talk about how we're going to continue to do this for other people, but we're also continuing to do it for, for us, us. Mm -hmm. because we have experienced so much growth and because we want to grow so much more. And, um, I want to reteach my children. I want, yes. you know, I'm really calling this season of my life the unlearning, where I'm unlearning all the things that That's I learned. That's good. The unlearning. Woo. Where That's I'm good. Unlearning all these things that I have learned throughout the first 40 funky years of my life, <laughs> um, almost 50 funky years of my life. I have to unlearn these things yeah. that are not have not been working mm -hmm. for me. Right. They may have served a purpose and worked when I was in unhealthy relationships, and they may have protected me when I was a child. Survival. 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 But mm -hmm. I'm not a child, and I'm choosing to function in healthy relationships and, and remove myself from unhealthy relationships. So I have to unlearn mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. And so continuing to do these book clubs 
um, and, and even doing the same material over and over again, it peels back the layers yes. of the onion. So many layers. Yeah, so many and, layers. The, and the healing just gets deeper and deeper mm -hmm. and deeper. Sometimes, you know, that hurts, but. It does. But you know, huge props and huge yeah. respect to people who do come to this realization and understand it. Like I used to think, I would hear people talk, like I heard this guy one time talk about how he used to, um, he used to, be, he used to beat his wife up, he used to beat her. Mm -hmm. and how he came to his realization there were some things that happened in his life to recognize that that is not who he needed to be that he needed mm -hmm. to change and i was like amazed like you never hear that and a guy yeah. didn't wake up one day and say you know beating my wife is bad i should probably <laughs> stop you know right. so that man was so committed to his change process and he put all this accountability stuff into place and walked that journey wow. with someone a couple people that held him accountable but to me that's amazing because it doesn't happen very often mm -hmm. it's just a hard thing and so um, I always have, you know, tremendous yes. respect for people who actually commit. It's hard to change. Mm -hmm. You guys, everyone knows this, right? It mm -hmm. is hard to change. You have to really be committed That's because it's so ingrained. Oh, stop! We don't want to go there. Um, <laughs> we might start a podcast about that one day. <laughs> Maybe so. But really, it's so change is difficult for people. It is because you're change. so in, it's so ingrained. Yes, those habits are so familiar, Absolutely. it's what you know. Even if you know they're unhealthy, how do you undo them? Well, how even, do you fix them? Even in our codependent patterns, we have trouble identifying them because mm -hmm. they feel normal. Right. We don't right. even see them because mm -hmm. they are normal right. in our minds. Mm -hmm. So you can't change something that you don't even know exists. Right, exactly. Like if you are colorblind and you look at the color green and you think it's blue, you don't know. Because you don't know what green looks like, exactly. right? Exactly. So, you know, there's, if you don't know, you don't know. But here's the challenge, you guys. When we do know, we know for a reason. Right. We know mm -hmm. for a reason and we know for a purpose. And that purpose is for us, but it's also for the people around us. Kathleen right. and I were talking earlier today about um, how when I realized, when I realized I was an enabler, I knew her then. Mm -hmm. I knew, we yeah. were friends then. We were at least acquaintances yeah. then. Never in the world, in the in the world, could you have told me that we would be walking through this healing journey together? That we'd be working together. We'd be work that we would come to this. We're both codependent. No. That we both are willing and right now ready. Yes. Our hearts are ready to receive this truth, and yeah. work our work yeah. our you know journey. So this, when you when you open your eyes and your ears, it's not just for you, and it is for you, and that's yeah. powerful. Yeah. But it's not just for you. There may be somebody else close to you who needs it, right. um, who's not familial. There oh. may be people in your family that need it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've been yeah. having a lot of conversations with, I have four daughters, and I've been having a lot of conversations with my daughters lately because I taught them wrong. And not because, that's what I said, not because I'm a bad mom necessarily, mm -hmm. although some of my kids think I'm a bad mom. Um, I didn't <laughs> teach them bad behavior. I didn't teach them codependent behavior because I was a bad mom. I taught them codependent behavior because that was all I knew. Because we were codependent. I, I didn't know anything else. You teach else. your kids the same thing. And so I thought controlling and being perfect and making sure everybody thought the best, whether it was true or not, mm -hmm. I thought that was normal. And I thought um, putting everybody before yourself and not mm -hmm. taking care of your, having you know, and a personal care, you know, self-care mm -hmm. is like a right. thing. But like, I literally did not value and I did not make sure I was okay at any point in time. Right. Everybody was more important to me, which sounds selfless. And, um, you know, I 
feel like I was probably in my mind a martyrdom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, a martyr. But what I have found is that that was selfish because I wanted the glory mm. of being the best mom. Mm -hmm. We do. And the best wife mm -hmm. and the best churchgoer and the best whatever. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't actually behaving in any of those ways, really. <laughs> I wasn't taking care of, uh -huh. I wasn't listening to my children. Right. I wasn't letting them be themselves. And let them feel. And let, yeah, letting them let feel their feelings, feel teaching feelings, them how you know? to work through their feelings. I didn't teach them how to have healthy relationships. I wasn't having healthy relationships. So now I'm unlearning all that, but I have a responsibility to myself, but I have a responsibility to my children mm -hmm. because now I'm seeing them in relationships where they are having codependent patterns. Right. And in the last couple of days, I've had to say quite a few times, that's my fault. I, I taught you that and I'm really sorry, um, mm -hmm. but I'm really working hard to unteach you and to teach you something different. Mm -hmm. But now they also have a responsibility to do their own unlearning. Right. Exactly. And I would be They're so happy now. if they would unlearn it in their 20s versus almost 50. 60. If they, could, <laughs> if they could, you know, that would be so many years of, of a wonderful life versus mm -hmm. the pain right? that I've gone through. Mm -hmm. So this journey is not just for you. This journey right. is um, for so many people. People so around you. Even yeah. if you're scared, and go through kids. the journey. And we've mm -hmm. got some ways to help you go through the journey. Yes. Obviously, we've got this podcast, mm -hmm. which, you know, we're going to continue to do. Mm -hmm. So like and subscribe us. If you're enjoying this, like and subscribe. Yes. Okay. And every time we have a new one, you'll be alerted. Put some comments down there. Ask questions, it, whatever you want to Exactly. Do. If you have questions, we will um, we will go back and do our best to answer them. Yes. If we don't have the answers, we'll help you find it because, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we've never, we've said from the beginning, we are not experts in any way, shape, right. or form. We are just walking. We're just regular people walking through our own healing journey. Trying um, to change. Yeah, changing. We're not trying. Yeah, we're, we're actually changing. doing. Mm -hmm. You know, Kim made a comment earlier tonight. She said, "You know, this isn't a, this ain't no Hallmark movie. You know, <laughs> we're not living in a Hallmark movie, and so everything doesn't wrap up nicely with a bow at the end. Which yeah. I love Hallmark movies, but yeah, we do. That's saying, why we love them. We love them, but they're not real life. Yeah. This is real life. It's messy. Mm -hmm. It's painful. Mm -hmm. It's just." You got to get your fingers and get dirty. You got to get yep. your hands and roll up your sleeves and get ready to do the work. And those uncomfortable conversations don't end with everybody hugging in the end and living right? happily ever and after. Yeah, exactly. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That all, all that stuff is a lie. And that's why we yeah. like it because it feels good and it's not reality. Right. Um, but we live in reality. <laughs> we want those happy endings, you know. So we're we didn't get in our own no. lives, you know. But now we're working towards that. We're working yeah. towards our own healthy happy endings. But even right? our ha even our healthy happy endings aren't Hallmark movies. No, like they're not. I, you know, I that's I not have, reality. I, I cried last night because I got told, you know, your daughter did this because that's what you did. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right. And I was like, I don't understand. Why would she do such a thing? And the response was, You do understand. You did the same thing. Remember when you told me this story? Yep. You did that too. And they I, learned it from us. It's mm, so hard. I cried because I taught my kids how to have these unhealthy patterns. And, and then I also cried because how could I possibly think I'm so great that I don't understand it? Right. We know. Um, I completely understand it. How insensitive of me and how prideful of me to go, how could she do that? 
I well, thought, I thought that's she, what I, she learned. <laughs> My daughters, I, you know, our kids are the same thing. I know thing. how she did it. I know yeah. what it's like to hide the truth because you're embarrassed. Right. I know what it's like to protect an abuser. Right? Protect the person that isn't treating you right. You, you make excuses to everybody else. You don't want them to know how, you know, how their behavior is, you know, the wrong behavior they yeah. have or how they're hurting the you. The shame that goes right? along with that. Mm -hmm. The things you keep in secret. Right. You know, shame You protect them. Shame you protect, can't live in the dark. Right? They protect and so the bringing, Yeah. And bringing everything to light and talking about it and being truthful and honest. Mm -hmm. It's freeing. It is. There's this peace in that. It's really yeah. freeing. So, I, you know, it, it's really hard. The hard, Sometimes what's hard now is seeing people, like especially, you know, we have kind of a mutual friend who's very codependent, and she is raising her kids to be so codependent. She is a huge enabler, but she doesn't see it. At all. And that's just like okay. We didn't. Just it's like just because we, we didn't either. <laughs> we didn't see it either. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, we, we were tempted to sit back and think, oh my gosh, can't she see that she's ruining, you know, ruining, ruining her kids kind of a thing. No, she can't. No. She can't. Mm -mm. We didn't either. If mm -hmm. you would have told me this 10 years ago, five years ago, yeah. So Sad, right? you have to be in a place where you're receptive yeah. to hearing truth. And remember, one of the fundamental truths of being a codependent is we do we lack objectivity, objectivity. we mm -hmm. do not see yep. ourselves clearly no we don't and so that makes it really really important to have mm -hmm. a community and a sounding board to go mm, right. that's not really what you do and we had a conversation earlier mm -hmm. and she was like okay tell me is this like me is this what i do mm -hmm. um, yeah. and you need to have people in your life that you can ask those questions and they'll tell you the truth. They can speak that truth for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to have that. You have to have a friend that can really be honest with you because there's no way to change and grow if mm -hmm. you're not open to hearing truth. And sometimes the truth is the, is the ugly parts. Yeah. You know, show me the ugly parts mm -hmm. of me that I need to bring into the light and address. Yeah. You know, so I ended up, we had this conversation and I actually took some notes and I said later, okay, here's what I wrote down. Did I hear you? Mm -hmm. Was this, is this what, you know, is this what you're saying? And just to make sure I understood mm -hmm. and that will help me. I have it in writing so I can refer to this and say, okay, when things start triggering me and I start responding certain ways and I gave Kim permission, okay, when you see this happening, say to me, okay, I feel like you're being triggered. I feel like you're being reactive. Let's, you know, let's right. rein it in. And so <laughs> that is going to be, I know, but it's going to be so helpful yeah. to me. But the trick is. You have to be open to that. Yeah. So that's kind of one of our words we're going to be using yeah. is, is openness, mm -hmm. willingness and openness. If you're not open to this, right. everything she said could have gone right over my head. I could have got angry, defensive, defensive all of one. those mm -hmm. kinds of things. Instead, just listening and hearing and then asking some questions. To, okay, clarify, expand yeah. on that, you know, and hearing what she's saying. That's going to make me a better person. And if you don't have that person in your life, we know that what we have is not normal. Right. We know that we are a gift to each other, mm -hmm. but we believe so much in this gift that we think it's out there for everybody. Right. You can find so that you, one person. Exactly. You know? And so if you don't have that person yet, don't go, well, I can't do this because I don't have it. Join this community. Right. So starting in January, 2022, we are going to start going through the book that we've been talking about. Yes. Um, and we're going to open it up Here to it everyone. We're going to do it as a Zoom. Um, Zoom. Yeah, it's going to be a Zoom. It's going to be a virtual. Club. We'll call mm -hmm. it a book club. 
So it'll be virtual. We'll give you more details as we get closer. Um, cause right now, you know, we got a little bit of time, mm -hmm. but we want to invite you to join this community and yeah. we are doing this for you. We are doing this for us. Yes. We are doing this for our children. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'm doing Old it for and my young, grandchildren. Grown in a, you know, yeah. Adult and non-adult. So yeah, doing it for my grandchildren. I only have one right now, but, um, you know, I have five kids, so I should probably get some more one day. So there's, you know, there's a whole lot of people. There's right. the legacy that we leave. That's a good word. Starts legacy. with us. Mm -hmm. Legacy. And we can leave a legacy of codependence and fear and mm -hmm. shame mm -hmm. and control, or we can leave a legacy of love and freedom and peace independence and healing and, mm -hmm. and right? independence versus yes. codependence. Exactly. So if you're, if you're, you know, if you're a parent and for instance, the thought of your child leaving home and going away makes you just like want to melt down. You, you might, might be, be codependent, codependent right? <laughs> if you don't ever want your child to move out of your house, you're probably you might... codependent. If you I'm want... I'm so sorry, but I got it. <laughs> Stop it. That's crazy. Sorry. Sorry. <coughs> We're real. This is not a Hallmark movie. This is not a I Hallmark movie. We had a mosquito in the house. Yeah. It's been driving us crazy, but yeah. she got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So. So I'm done now. I'm done now. So. So anywho, we would love, love, love for you to join us yes. anywhere in the country. You can join anywhere. us because it's going to be Zoom. Yeah. And we're going to go through that book mm -hmm. and we're going to walk through this and we're going to learn these lessons together. And we're going to work so, through it together. Yes. We're going to do it together and you're going to have a supportive community that yeah. you can reach out to. And if you have a friend, do it with your friend. Yeah. If you need someone to be accountable to, accountable with like we are. Yep. Um, you can have that. Find your find a friend. Find the person that is another codependent that you two can maybe do this together. And if you don't have anybody, still come because you yes. might meet somebody right in this Virtually. group mm -hmm. that ends up being your partner in mm -hmm. this, and you guys yep. will um, have everything you need to help each other grow and heal and bond. Exactly. So we're going to encourage you and invite you to come with I us. Can't clap my hands as we yeah, don't stop. You disgust me. <laughs> I keep doing okay, it because so it's grossing it's gross. me out so much. But how do you think I feel? It's sitting here on my hand. I, I have okay. to wash it off. So, okay. So, anywho, all of that to say, we just wanted to share with you some of the things, that, yeah. like real life examples mm -hmm. of how we're changing and growing and how this is impacting us. Um, and, and what it looks like kids. in real life. Right. And what, what it looks, looks like in like. application. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, yes. So, and it's not just romantic relationships no. or family relationships. Mm -hmm. It can be work relationships. Absolutely. You know, anything, church, you know, mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. you're involved in. Mm -hmm. Neighbors. Right? All relationships Neighbors. are, Absolutely. you know, it, mm -hmm. it, how we get triggered and how we react to people mm -hmm. all goes back to this. So exactly. let's do healing so we can improve all of our relationships. Yes, we want it. We want it. We're going to do the work. Yeah, we got to do the work. So if you're willing to put in the work. And you're willing to get in there and get it done. And it's not going to be easy. And it's not going to be fun sometimes. It'll be no. fun, but not fun. It's right. going to be hard. It's right. going to be painful and it's hard. It's, so we're it's not okay. going to tell like it's not. No, but it's, but it's, it's okay. Work. You can do hard things. Yeah. It's so, okay. okay. So like and subscribe and send us your questions. Thanks, thanks for joining everybody. us. And Good thanks night. for sharing your story. Oh, sure. Thanks for you sharing. All right. Bye. Bye.